come with us. When you wish upon a star. Come and remember the magic. What's up, all you rad dudes and dudettes? Welcome to 90s Disney, your podcast for everything about Disney in the 90s. I'm your host, AJ Minotti, joined by my brothers, Mike Minotti. I am the Mike who flaps in the night. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to do something. And uh, the, the sticky gum that won't come off the shoe of villainy, Chris Minotti. You ain't flapping nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flapping. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you might have inferred if you're a true fan... This Whoa. month, we are diving Don't deep. Don't fangate. Don't fangate. Know, yeah, what is this? We are going to be taking a look at the uh, phenomenal Disney television feature animation, or not feature animation, to Disney television animation production, Darkwing Duck. There it is. From 1991. It's really that old. In my head, that's like mid-90s or something. In my head, that's like a later Disney afternoon show. Nope. <laughs> so that's like the one they started right, oh, I'm sure we're going to get into it, but like right after DuckTales, basically, right? Uh, More or less. There's a little bit more of a gap, actually. Yeah, think. I think you're yeah. right, actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so let's uh let's go back in time to March 31st of 1991 when DuckTales first was on the airwaves. Not DuckTales. Oh yeah. Or Darkwing Duck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now, so I'm just warning everybody. <laughs> All this alliteration. So on March 14th, this was, I was shocked to hear this one. The Dave Matthews band performed their first show as part of a benefit for the Middle East Children's Alliance. Again, I don't think of them as an like that early of a 90s what you, band. What do you mean first show? I don't know. That's all <laughs> like, I said. <laughs> I guess I could have Googled it some more, but yeah, whatever. It's, it's not like a, they like met that day. It was like, you know what? There's this benefit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got a fiddle. Oh, wait, that's right. He's out of the band now because of some yeah. bad stuff. Surely he played it. They played in like a garage somewhere at a bar. First yeah, I don't know. I don't know. For doing the Middle East Children's Alliance show. There's all kinds of exciting wrestling stuff going on this month. Oh, thank you. On March 21st, Tetsumi Fujinami oh. beats, beats the Nature Boy Ric Flair <laughs> for the NWA Wrestling Championship. I like that. And on March 24th at WrestleMania 7 in LA, Memorial Sports Arena. California, Hulk Hogan beats Sergeant Slaughter for the WWF heavyweight title. Yeah, one of the least memorable WrestleManias. I'm trying to think, is that the one that actually has, no, that is that eight? One of them has a really good match between Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man Randy Savage, but I think actually it's eight. I think seven uh, is just, not, so, a, so just not a lucky number for WWF. Well, Ultimate Warrior must have done something at that WrestleMania. Six was when he fought Hogan. I'm getting down into the <laughs> wrong rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, the number one movie, Kindergarten Cop. Oh. This has one of the best lines in cinematic not history. Zuma. It's not no, that's, no, that's Chris, not it. Chris can't say that. Yeah, I can't say it. Though. We can't do that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, my kids like just stumbled on that line on their own. Oh, I was oh just no! I was that to... and literally word for word. My daughter repeated that to me about two years ago, and I was like, "Have you seen Kindergarten Cop?" <laughs> like, man, I'm, she had that I mean, to me. I would have died. I would have cracked oh, it up. Was, oh, believe me, I was laughing. <laughs> Uh, the number one song, Coming Out of the Dark by Gloria Estefan. What's that? I don't, I don't know, know that one. I don't know that one. Coming Out of the Dark. Yeah, sure. Exactly how it sounds. Number yes. one hit. <laughs> by Mike the number one hit should have been the Dark We Duck theme song. <laughs> what the right. heck? There was a radio version, radio edit. Uh, the New York Times bestseller for the week is Iron John, a book about men, not mean, men. You missed me. Yeah, he's wrote mean down here. <laughs> uh, by mean Robert what? Bly. Which, uh, from my understanding, was like an, an analysis of Iron John, which is one of the grim fairy tales, but it tried to like argue for like masculinity and going back to nature. Apparently, it's not very well thought of these days. Yeah, that seems like not exactly jiving yeah. with that 2021 vibe. No, not at all. All right, so let's talk about how Darkwing Duck came to be. When a mama Darkwing Duck. Ended up- <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All right. No, no, no. <laughs> like, Clinton uh, Carden cop things got me thinking about anatomy. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, so we're getting to the end of DuckTales, and, and they're looking to produce some new shows for, for Disney television animation. And they realize, hey, Disney has the video rights to Rocky and Bullwinkle, the J. Oh. Ward classic. Wait, right? what? I never knew this. Yes. Wait, how did they, they had those rights? That's, 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 yes. 
So they okay. began production on a show called The Secret Adventures of Bullwinkle. This was an idea uh, come up with by the president of Walt Disney Television Animation, Gary Crystal. And Tad Stones, who if you're a fan of these uh, this era of Disney animation, uh, you've heard his name before. He was the writer and producer on it. And they brought in uh, concept artist and, and writer Michael Parazza to work on the development. So basically on a Monday, they had to pitch this the following Monday. So this gave them a week and a weekend to put together their pitch for this Rocky and Bullwinkle show. So they get to work. Very excited. They're all big Jay Ward fans. They love Rocky and Bullwinkle. They go at it. So Tad Stones comes up with this pilot caper that has something to do with butter and popcorn that uh, Boris and Natasha are stealing the, the butter from all the popcorn. Man, and so villainous. Rocky and Bullwinkle have to stop You know, them. there is an episode of Duckling Duck about popcorn because I remember at some point, like, they, they, they trap Goslin and, and Launchpad in a popcorn machine. They try to eat their way out of drowning in popcorn. Oh, that's right. Okay, maybe that's where this came from. They came back. <laughs> no good ideas. Oh, good idea. Air quotes. Good idea. <laughs> Nothing never dies. So, uh... Tad Stones is working kind of like the, like the A story there and the pitch for that. Michael Pressa comes up with, remember they used to have the fractured fairy tales on the old Rocky and Bullwinkle show? Which ones were those? Like Aesop would come out and like, uh, they'd, like they'd do like an old fairy tale, but it'd be like a jokey I, version oh, I, of it. Yeah. I mostly remember uh, the uh, the dog and the boy and the uh, the, two, and the, the Roman guy with his Roman kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys. Or Greek. Were they Greek? Was oh, this that guy? Is it the Greek guy? I think so, yeah. Aesop and son, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he came up instead of fractured fairy tales, fractured scary tales. Wow, the creativity. So they were spoofing horror films. The two ideas he came up with were Pi Day the 13th and Nighty Night on Elf Street. Pi Day the 13th was instead of like the mask, like like doing stuff. I don't, I've never seen Friday the 13th. I don't know quite how Wait, it works. That's not exactly a Minotti. We're not a big <laughs> horror movie yeah, fan. Sorry. But Sounds basically thriller. like like a haunted pie tin would take people over and force them to atrociously eat custard pie without a fork and knife. Oh, Bastardly. This is awful. And in Nighty Night on Elf Street, a kind of a ripoff of a Keebler elf who had like utensils instead of knives on his gloves would make fat kids eat too much sweets. But a knife is a utensil, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> Blades. Like <laughs> okay, my, I see. I see. Uh, they also were going to bring back the Mr. Know-It-All segment. No, that, that Remember those from back in the day? And this yeah. is going to be Bullwinkle explaining mm. how to actually set up your VCR. Mm. You know, get that blinking time clock off the front of it. Very, right. How very goofy of him. Ex- well, exactly. And that, I think if, if I was reading between the lines correctly, that idea is what kind of carried forward to that goofy how to set up your home entertainment uh, center yeah. show that they it, did. It's in that short on Disney Plus now. You yeah, can yeah, watch yeah. that in the collection. Jeez, exactly. Bullwinkle. <laughs> So they, like I said, they had till the following Monday to get this done. They work all week on it. Friday morning comes around. Michael Pratt is in the office. He's getting ready to make some coffee. He's going to start working. Tad's coming in and a little later. Gary's coming in. Gary comes running down the hall shouting, we don't have the rights. Put down your pencil. <laughs> we don't have the rights. How was that mistake made? How did they think they had the rights? So when they had they, rerun rights probably. When this all started, Michael Pratt has said like, are you guys sure we have the right? I was at Universal Studios yesterday and like saw Rocky and Bullwinkle in their right. park. Yeah. They were walking and they're like, no, no, no. It. We talked to legal. We have the video rights. And they're like, okay, great. They had the video distribution yeah. rights. Yeah, see, that's exactly what I said. They get run reruns. <laughs> and they took like, the Disney Channel. Until Friday for someone in legal to be like, oh no, <laughs> quick, call, <laughs> call them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so. They had to just scrap it, and now they had a weekend you know what? Good. <laughs> to, to do this pitch meeting on Monday. All the stuff that they actually had, and they were like, hey, what about Rocky Boyle? We maybe have those, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're Disney. So it turns out, luckily, Tad Stones had also been developing, but hadn't gotten to production or anything really yet, on an idea called Double O Duck that was actually spun off from a couple of different DuckTales episodes. So let's talk about these DuckTales episodes. There's two of them. The first one's called Double O Duck, and I went back and watched these. Oh. So in Double O Duck, uh, there is a spy who has a briefcase. He looks just like Launchpad, but with like like jet black hair. Oh, uh, Prince of the Popper situation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there's this great like chase sequence in the beginning of the episode where these two guys are trying to catch this uh, spy, Bruno. Um, he eventually actually gets caught. Silencio Bruno. Hey, there it is. Chris hasn't seen that one yet. No, he no. Little, oh, he's, he's like, like Luca, so good. Luca, so good. Oh, yeah. Santa yeah. Mazzara. <laughs> oh, anyways. Anywho, uh, so uh, they, they, they realize uh, that Launchpad looks just like this spy. So they recruit Launchpad to go undercover to stop the organization Foul 
from destroying all the world's money. So of course, like they're they're pitching quite, this launch pad. Oh, quit the ink. Oh, yeah, they're just gonna, they had like uh, acid that was just gonna take all the ink and, and leave it as just useless paper. So of course, like at first, like Scrooge <laughs> is like, don't do it, launch pad. It's too dangerous. He's gonna destroy all the world's money. Then again, Launchpad, <laughs> sometimes danger's necessary. <laughs> like, he's just like, oh, the money. <laughs> Pretty good. And it's just like this great, like... Your, lo- your Scrooge wasn't bad, age. Thank you. <laughs> it's just like this great, like, globetrotting adventure. He, like, goes to New Delhi. He's in Paris. And he's following all these clues. And uh, Gyro Gearloose is, like, the, the Q, but he's G. And, like... God, animation was so different in the so, 80s. So, I don't, you haven't seen the new DuckTales much, but they do bring back the double... Oh, that thing in one yeah, of those yeah. episodes, which is great. So he gets, like, a toupee that just has a gun inside of it. <laughs> you know, like, cufflinks that explode and, and you know, all, all that. You guys don't have stuff. gun toupees? Yeah. And he's like, there's a part where, like, Launchpad, like, corners the bad guy and tries to shoot him in the face and would have if he hadn't, like, caught the bullet in his mouth. You're like, Launchpad's just going to shoot that guy in the face. <laughs> so cold, man. Hey. Uh, there's a femme fatale. She ends up falling for him. It's like this great, Jeez. like self-contained. I need to see this. No, it's phenomenal. This. And there's like a car chase sequence that's super well animated. Like it's really good mm. on Disney Plus. Go watch it. The other episode is called The Masked Mallard. In this episode, there's this kind of like before his time, like Alex Jones slash Tucker Carlson, like oh, really? TV anchor personality, who's just like out to get Scrooge. Because if when he attacks Scrooge, it's good ratings, right? Oh, so every, I think those those people would have loved a billionaire. Yeah, yeah. No, but like so, like every time, like like in the beginning of the episode, Scrooge is trying to open a mall or something, and this guy's like, "It's just a money making scheme by Scrooge McDuck to take money from the taxpayers of Duckburg." And mm-hmm. so, like, his, like his like reputation's dragged through the mud. The nephews get beat up at school because they're Whoa, just, yeah, like they, they all have like black eyes and bandages on their heads. And Scrooge like wants to like prove he can do something good, but he can't because this guy, the second he does anything, this guy just jumps down his throat. And the the kids are watching this like movie that's like a like a the shadow or, right. or something like that. Scarlet Pumpernel and all that stuff. What? Wait, who? <laughs> Scarlet Pumpernel? Is that a Yeah, guy? yeah. That was uh Don't look at me like I'm crazy. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know who you're talking Daffy about. Duck, Daffy Duck spoofed as the Scarlet Pumpernickel. Okay. I mean, I've heard of the Scarlet Pumpernickel, of course. Yeah, that was Daffy Duck. Okay. Was Aaron, awesome. I'm, doing, I'm, just, I'm just asking for clarification. I don't not believe you. <laughs> <laughs> just got the ass. Yes. So naturally, Scrooge is like, aha, I shall become a mask vigilante. So he dons, tell me this sounds familiar, a purple mask cape and outfit. And he's outfitted with gadgets, once again, created by Gyro Gearloose on his mm. futility belt. Now this because sounds, it's futile to fight against uh, him. Now does he like look like Darkwing Duck here? Or? Not, not really. I mean, he doesn't have the hat, but like the cape is really what evokes Darkwing Duck here. Like the kind of silhouettes he creates with it. He does a lot of the poses mm, okay. over the elbow and stuff like that. Uh, and and to to kind of summarize the episode, like he starts like fighting crime. It's going well. He stops the Beagle Boys and does some stuff. Then this news anchor impersonates the masked mallard and robs the bank, and it, then Gizmo Duck. Thinks he's capturing the now criminal mask mallard, but it's Scrooge and he unmasks him. Uh-oh. Then they both fight each other and oh. Gizmo ducks in trouble and then Scrooge saves the day and clears his name. Blathering Blatherstage. Oh, exactly. So yeah, those kind of serve as the inspiration for what would eventually become Darkwing Duck. So they're going to go forward now with this double ducks thing and they have a weekend to prepare this pitch, right? So the first, based on... The original idea, it was going to star Launchpad, just like the episode. This is actually something Katzenberg wanted. He wanted to have a show that would spoof James Bond, because Bond's pretty popular. And he, for whatever reason, was like, yeah, have it be Launchpad. Well, Launchpad was really popular. I mean, he was the comic relief guy from DuckTales. Everyone loved him. That's the problem. Yes. You don't want a Cars 2 situation in your hand. You can't just yeah. randomly elevate comic relief characters to main star status. Exactly right. And or so Tad, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So Tad couldn't get Launchpad out of this comic relief role into like a leading man. Um, so that's where they came up with this new character, Drake Mallard, who's the alternate identity to Double O Duck. Uh, they had some early designs done. Parazza came in and kind of Disney-fied them uh, just to kind of make it look a little more streamlined, I guess is how you'd put it. Uh, so they move Launchpad to Sidekick. Drake Mallard comes in. They start working on it. So originally, Parasa thought it looked a little too much like DuckTales. And they wanted to create something that was a little more distinct and unique from that show. So they used these things like the Shadow, James Bond, the Green Hornet, the Scarlet Pumpernel, even the Tim Burton Batman movie. I remember even as a kid, I got a lot of that, Just especially with uh, St. Cunard. It was a big 
Tim Burton uh, Gotham. Feel right. To it. It's it's they use a lot of like the purples and blues. Yeah. Which you don't really see much in these shows. These shows are usually pretty bright, peppy kids shows, mm-hmm. right? So its use of these kind of night tones was really unique. The other thing that he did, if you look, so I'll share these images uh, that I got from Mike Pratz's blog, actually, where he tells all these stories. Right, yeah, there's some great concept art that yeah. surfaced in like, the last so you can, 10 years. You can years see this so. very early Double O Duck sketch where it really does look like Donald Duck in a red mask. Right. And, and Pratz really wanted this character to stand out so he didn't look like Donald Duck or Daffy Duck. So he elongated the beak and fluffed out the cheeks to start creating this kind of new silhouette for this character. He also came up with the idea of him kind of having this layer on top of a bridge that he could like ride the motorcycle up the cable, right? Which is super cool iconic yeah, yeah. of Darkwing Ducks. So, like that was like there from the beginning. Right? But what's interesting is already here, like despite the name Double Duck, you're not getting that much of a James Bond feel. Like they're clearly deviating from that. It's much well, I more. Th- I think even in the earliest iterations, like before this weekend work, he was more like white tuxedo. Yeah. When it was still launch pad, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here it's getting way more the spirit and the shadow, right. and, and that stuff. And the funny thing is, so he has this layer on the clock tower, and Katzenberg like said, like, oh, that's this is like the, the clock tower and the great mouse detective. And Press is like, oh no. And Katzenberg's like, that's great. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. It's like, yeah, because well, <laughs> these two things are so what, what does that have to do with anything, Katzenberg? Just on a tower, Mike. Oh, great. What, well, so what? <laughs> People could be like, wow, I, I these two things are both better now because of this. <laughs> so another contributor to the pitch who came in to help was a guy named Bob Klein. Um, he gave some character suggestions. He would go on to be the art developer for Tailspin. I was wondering, like, so th- Tailspin's after Darkwing Duck. Mm-hmm. Probably the next one, or is Goof Troop right after? I can't... I think it was Tailspin. Like, t- in my mind, that's, like, the next generation, right? Like, the original, like, the OG of, like, Gummy Bear, DuckTales, DuckTales, and then after that, you have Darkwing. And yeah. So they, they bust their butts all weekend. They come up to Monday morning. They do the pitch. Goes over great. Sold. They're going to move into production. First hurdle. Can't use the double O name. They got away with it for the episode because it's like yeah, a spoof, yeah, sure, spoof sure. sort of thing. But the Broccoli family, who's produced all the Bond films. By the way, you re- this, I don't know if this is autocorrect, but in the uh, show notes here, it says the Broccoli family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think that that's how it's bit. spelled. I think you just don't pronounce you just it. Like don't, oh, okay. It is. Okay. Or maybe I just said it that way and I assumed it couldn't be Broccoli, but what do I know? It's like that Next Generation episode with... Oh. All the James Bond fans are like, oh, that idiot. Great work, <laughs> Lieutenant Broccoli. <laughs> I mean, Broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, they can't use double O. That, that legal says you can't do it. So they decide, okay, let's be less James Bond, more Batman, and that is how you get to Darkwing Duck. See, all these things, like, for, like it's like, oh, no, we can't make a Rocky Buickle show. Good. Oh, no, we can't use double O. Good. Yeah, they all benefit. <laughs> it, all, it all got there, right? Yeah. So Toby Sheldon comes in. He starts reworking the character designs. He makes the cheeks even larger. And really, when you look at Darkwing Duck's face... It's Roger Rabbit. Give Roger Rabbit a beak. Yeah. And it's Darkwing Duck. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's funny you say that because in like the pilot that we watched, there's some similarities even. Mm-hmm. There is a bit of a of a Roger Rabbit. I mean, it's a 91, so that's still like the golden. Pretty board, fresh, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. So they move into production and uh, they start making the show. Let me talk real quick about the theme song. The best part, really, of the show. About most of these right. the afternoon shows, man. Composed by Philip Giffen with lyrics by Steve Nelson and Thomas Sharp. Performed. By Jeff Pasquetto, who you may remember, we said was the singer of the Chippendale Rescue Rangers theme song and the DuckTales theme song. Mm. This was his uh, the, the conclusion of his trilogy. The trilogy. Man, yeah, he had a good run there. He oh also God. wrote the Spaceballs song from Spaceballs. I remember. Spaceballs. I think that came up last time. That's yeah, amazing. we probably did. Like, we're like, oh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Look out. So these shows, the way they made them, they were, they were designed to go into syndication right away. But this, this show had an interesting kind of beginning it didn't start right away in the syndication it actually aired on the disney channel first and that was march 31st 19 premium cable exactly they called it like a sneak preview airing basically mm-hmm. so they had that debut on march 31st then from april 6th to july 14th it would air on weekend mornings and then eventually it would show up uh, on disney afternoon after that so darkly dawns the duck is the two-parter one-hour special that would air on Disney Afternoon on September 6th as this, part of a syndicated... September 6th, 1991. This one's also getting close to its 30th anniversary. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they hashed this like TV special that they call the Darkwing Duck premiere slash Back to School with Mickey Mouse Club. That's like the package that they put okay. the premiere into. And it's it, this, this premiere is interesting because we saw with DuckTales and Chip and Dale, they had these five-episode premieres. They were long. Mm-hmm. This one's merely two episodes. 
It kind of gets the point across just fine yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you go on Disney Plus, it's a little confusing because there's three episodes of the show, but Disney Plus shows two. And there's two seasons. And this, yeah, and this explains why. So when the show started, season one immediately aired a syndication on Disney Afternoon. That was 65 episodes that they just had for syndication. Because you, you have five days a week, you need a lot of episodes, right? It's, it's interesting when some of these shows, they just like, yeah, make 65 episodes. That's how it was. Right? It's not like, let's see what people think of the yeah, let's, pilot. Let's make uh, four and go it's from like, there. Ah, they'll watch it. Yeah. Uh, season two aired simultaneously Saturday mornings on ABC. That was 13 episodes. Then season three was made after that. That was another 13 episodes. So you get 91 episodes which, in all. Which was the standard from, aside from DuckTales, which had uh, more, that's 91 is about the standard for most mm-hmm. of the Disney afternoon. Hang. So it's weird because you hear like only three seasons, but it's one episode. It's a lot of show. Mm-hmm. The final episode aired December 12th, 1992. Isn't that weird? Like, so with, weird. Is this on like, like a year? Yeah, like in about a year. It's like all, all of Duckwing Duck, Darkwing Duck that's ever going to exist has been aired. Yeah. Right. It's like when I found out there was only ever 11 episodes of My Brother and Me. That <laughs> yeah, that messed with mind. me very badly. <laughs> on Nickelodeon. For yeah, we, like, how do we watch that long and not realize like, we <laughs> saw that much repetition? Like how, many, I was like, how many episodes of My Brother and Me do you remember? About 11. <laughs> <laughs> one plus one is always two. It's, it's goo. goo. With a drink for you. Yeah. Just re- they reread it. They, we don't like. What do we know? We're kids. We're stupid. How many times we hear about the snake eating the rabbit? Right. <laughs> Ninety-one episodes was probably more than we needed. Yeah. Dark- to be frank. <laughs> right. It, but this stuff's because like the best is when this got really weird with uh, Bonkers later, which I don't think we're ever going to give a full episode to. But like we talked about it. On yeah. The but it, it, they it like all out of order. Right. Like, well, because like they made the first like sixty-five episodes of Bonkers or whatever it was with the with the girl uh, like partner. And they didn't like it. So then they had to make season two with the fat guy. And at the end of season two, they did think, like, oh, he's moving away along with these other characters that weren't in the original episodes we made. And <laughs> now we can air those. Yeah. So all episodes remain in syndicated reruns on the Disney afternoon until 1995. Uh, then they did come back in 96, 97. And that was the end of the syndication run. So you really had to be there, I guess. Gosh, I feel like by the time Dark with Dick was done and on Disney afternoon was not, not a down great necessarily but that's where you started getting like the mighty ducks even gargoyles yeah, was gargoyles. really Every, my jam everything started to be tie-ins at that point i'm you had the aladdin yeah. show well, and the the no the aladdin show the aladdin show is good don't get me wrong yeah but like you weren't getting much like the theme parks now i guess you know you weren't getting original ip anymore. well i mean i always feel bad about gargoyles because people love gargoyles and yeah, it was not our thing yeah, we never got into well at that, that point one. we got more into uh nickelodeon i think we were watching a bit more stick nickelodeon and all stick sickly yeah yeah. Right to me, stick stickly, mm-hmm. P.O. Box, 963, New York City, New York State, 10108. <laughs> no, was it actually 9603 or? No, it's not. Uh, no, no, what did you say? I'm just saying, is it P.O. actually? P.O. Box, 963. Yeah, what, yeah. Um, was it actually those numbers? You remember? Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Those I, I just wondering if you were filling oh, in I thought, right I thought you correct me. I was like, no, no I got it right, Mike. Sure. I know. I know. I was like, whoa. It's like the Scruff McGruff song. Scruff uh, McGruff. Chicago, Illinois. 6065-2. 5-2 or 9-2? 5-2. Five two? Okay. I'm going Look, five two. I'm not that certain. <laughs> That's what I, yeah, th- we rely on you to remember those things, but I'm pretty sure it's five two. Did he take the bite? Because he took a bite out of crime. Oh well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Darkwing Duck can't take a bite. Times. He doesn't have teeth. I guess he does have teeth. That's always the weird thing with the animated ducks is like they do have it, teeth. Lots of teeth. Yes. Anywho, AJ, what else? About but if you one? go on Disney Plus right now, you might notice that there are only 90 episodes. And you may say, AJ, you what liar. And yeah. I will say, aha, there is one banned episode called Hot Spells. This was banned to air after its initial broadcast because of its religiously sensitive subject matter. Now, the description of the episode reads, Darkwing and Goslin go with Morgana, more on her later, to her old magic school where she is to present her thesis paper. Goslin tries to find a shortcut to learning magic. What, is her thesis paper about how Jesus wasn't real? What's I so don't know. Well, I found it on YouTube, but it was like such abysmally low quality. Yeah. I couldn't bring myself to watch it for 22 minutes. I'm sorry. Maybe someday I'll, I'll, I'll muscle through. I don't exist. I don't know. I mean, so it is out there. If you really want to go find this, you can. Um, but yeah, that, that one was banned. And it's it's never been available since. Not any digital release, not in any home releases. They wow. just scrapped I it. I truly lost it. It aired one time. So there were some home releases. The first was a VHS release on four VHS cassettes. This is the thing a lot of the shows did. You never got the whole thing. There was like, it was yeah. just select episodes. It's incredible how paltry it was. Like the, the, the Well, because the VHS couldn't hold much, you know? Yeah, but like... And VHS is right. expensive. That's why 
Remember, like, like the first time we tried to get into anime was Escafloni on VHS. Yeah. Like each tape cost like sixty or seventy bucks. Oh like, yeah, right. no wonder to, you couldn't uh, get into this. You had to go Sun, to Suncoast, Suncoast Video, and we would get Dragon Ball Z like that too. But yeah. it's incredible. Like that's how it was for all these like Rugrats and yeah. anything else. It's just like whatever episode we, we had deemed. Turtles. Like they have like a yeah. four volumes like. And those focusing are on the different well, turtles. See, but like even turtles, they made a lot of. Those. Yeah, but yeah, you, you so didn't there get much. were four VHSs, each containing one or two episodes for a total of six episodes of Darkwing Duck. Because there were some of them had the two parters, and they just called that one episode. Uh, so they're called Darkwing Duck: His Favorite Adventures on uh, March twenty third, nineteen ninety three. Well, that's how you knew you were getting the good ones. You I see. guess so. Darkwing, which one should we put on? Here? Yeah, exactly. So each uh, volume was individually called Darkwing Darkly Dawns a Duck, which oh, is the, the pilot. Uh, Justice Ducks Unite, which is a two-parter where um, they form like a Justice League sort of thing to fight uh, the bad guys. They, they, what are they called? Because they, they had like a the Justice Ducks. Six. No, the bad guys. They had like a Oh, yeah. The, um, here, I wrote it down. The Fearsome Five. There it is, yeah. Uh, comic Book Capers and Birthplace of Negaduck, which are two Negaduck-focused episodes. Birthplace of Negaduck or Birth of Negaduck? Birth of Negaduck. I'm sorry. Birthplace. You're not forgiven. <laughs> That's the Negaverse, obviously. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, then they started doing DVD releases on August 29th of 2006. I remember these were so exciting because it was like, oh, we just can have all these episodes. Well, yeah. well, but here's what happened. So it's a three-disc DVD box set called Darkwing Duck Volume 1. Had 25 episodes. So that's a quarter-ish of the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, that also included the two-part pilot, Darkly Dawn's the Duck. Got to get used to saying that one. Yeah. It's going to come up a lot. Then they did Volume 2. It had the next 27 episodes. And that was released August 7th, 2007. So you're like, okay. Let's get volume three. Wrap it up. Never okay. happened. There, there were they a, just stopped. There were a lot of things like this. Well, then, like, well, didn't it happen to Chippendale and DuckTales as happened, well? I mean, it happened to Muppet Show. It happened to a lot of these things. Because yeah. I think every, there was a big rush for, oh, everybody's buying these DVD uh, sets. And then there's, you know, kind of how many Probably of these Probably fewer and fewer, get? yeah, buys they come right. out, too. Right, so, yeah. So, yeah, there were 37 episodes that just never got released on DVD. Mm-hmm. Till finally, in September of 2019, iTunes and Google TV, as it was called back then, now have 90 of the 91 episodes of Darkwing Duck. Is that right when purchase. Disney Plus launched, or is that even a little bit before that? It was before. That'd be okay. before, right. yeah. At that point, just wait. Right. Well, then it would you know flash forward a little bit later, and on Disney Plus, we have the show. Hooray! It, it is weird how, gosh, like it was like this whole thing, like, oh, these DVDs, and he like, spent 100 bucks on each of these sets or yeah. whatever, and now yeah. it's like, I got them all. I remember getting, it was one of the seasons of Next Generation, Star Trek, yeah. Yeah, that was like the first time we got a DVD yeah. like, box set, and it blew our minds that we had all the episodes, but <laughs> that it, it was $100. It was like $110. And bucks. it's like the least convenient thing ever, because like each disc has like four episodes. I'm like, oh, what episode I don't say, watch? Though, what disc is they, it on? They used to like go pretty hard, and like you had amazing the menus, menus yeah. and these bonus features. Like Those things were great. Mm-hmm. I did love that. <laughs> so let's take a look at some of the characters from the show and their voice actors. Um, I kind of just stuck to like the really major characters. Uh, some we'll get into more than others. But obviously, we got to start with Darkwing Duck slash Drake Mallard, voiced by the inimitable Jim Cummings. Mm-hmm. Youngstown native. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Jim, if you're listening, we really want you on the show. Yes. I'm trying to Come get home, a hold Jim. of you. Come Please home, answer Jim. my messages. Come home. I we'll went, talk about Youngstown pizza. Yeah, it'll be and great. And handles ice cream. It'll be great. I wonder how much he likes Youngstown, because he moved to New Orleans a lot. Whenever you like ask him where he's from, he always says New yeah, Orleans. That's right? where he, he went there. So Jim Cummings, again, I'll give you a little quick backstory on him. This is all off the top of my head, because I worship this man as a teenager <laughs> um he did grow up in youngstown and then as like a late teen i believe is when he moved down to new orleans he actually worked on uh mardi gras floats as we mm-hmm. did he built parade floats until he got into acting his first uh voiceover role for disney was uh on dumbo circus yeah as in the 80s lionel yeah, yeah, if you guys don't remember conductor. Dumbo Circus, that was like the uh, a live action like people in costume like show the on puppet. the Disney Channel. Yeah. Yes, you ever saw the the Winnie the Pooh Corner? It was like the successor to that, right? Yeah. And Defunct Land has a great yes. the YouTube series. They have a good episode on yeah, that. Great, great one on that. And so again, if you're listening to this show, I'm going to assume you know who Jim Cummings is. Pick anything Disney did in the '90s, and he's probably in it. He's in there somewhere. Fat Cat, the second voice of Monterey Jack, mm-hmm. uh, Winnie the Pooh, and then eventually Kazim the, the Palace Guard and Aladdin, yeah. and yeah. Nessus the River this, Guardian, this Hercules. Half a uh, be prepared. Yes, yeah, singing King. voice of Scar, <laughs> Ray the uh, Lightning Bug from Prince yeah, a bazillion things. Yes, he's all over the place. Launchpad McQuack is voiced by Terry McGovern. Fun fact. Terry McGovern and I share an alma mater, Duquesne University, where we were both Red Maskers, the amateur theater company, the oldest amateur theater company in the country. Thank, Thank you. Is that really? Wow. That is true. I'm very impressed. Oh, yes. So it, it, is, it is funny. It almost kind of sounds like uh, Launchpad just kind of like 
hung on here from that initial idea that he was going to be the star. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, we'll still have him. So that's the funny thing, right? So Tad Stone's maintain this was not a spinoff of DuckTales. They were not a shared universe. They were, it was its own separate thing, mm-hmm. which falls apart even further when Gizmo Duck shows up in the show. <laughs> Because right. why is he there too? I, maybe they just kind of like relent and like, yeah. Whatever. I mean, there is whatever. a there is some truth to that though, because like the duck universe, quote unquote, is pretty well maintained, and like you know, a lot of those characters are are like canon or will be, but Darkwing Duck isn't. You don't hear mm-hmm. about Drake Mallard showing up in like any of like the like comics or anything. Although right. they did kind but, of bring it into the new show. Yeah, right? I was just gonna ask that. Yeah, you watched all those. Oh yeah, and it's actually so I'm, I'm, I'm I, probably gonna talk about yeah, it. It's, it's great. That's at the end. Um. But what is interesting is how Launchpad, he's he's the same character. Like, mm-hmm. literally, they just dropped him into this show. Yeah. Like, and it works, like, right. perfectly fine. So, good on him. Goslin Mallard, Mallard, excuse me, her birth name, Waddlemeyer, is voiced by Christine Cavanaugh. You have heard Christine Cavanaugh a lot. She must have voiced a ton of just little girl cartoon characters. Uh, she is Chucky Finster. Okay. Mm. She is Babe from Babe, Pig in the City. Man, she absolutely is Chucky Finster. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um... She is oh in salute your shorts. She played Ugg's girlfriend. I Mona. remember nice. that. Nail yeah, one. I do remember that. That was one of her <laughs> rare live action roles. Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of sad now. So she just kind of abruptly quit acting about two thousand two. She actually like like gave up the role of Chucky. It was taken over by Nancy Cartwright for like the last season of Rugrats and Rugrats all grown up. Okay, yeah. Um, and she just, she just stopped acting. She said I think her reason was just to be close to her family. And then in 2014, she passed away of completely unknown causes. Really? Yeah, yeah. like super sad. Oh, and, but I, I wanted to say this. You know what else she played? Bunny Rabot in Sonic the Hedgehog Saturday morning. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Like I said, she prolific yeah. career. She was the voice of, what's the bird from McDonald's? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I know. I'm the picture yeah. with the goggles. Yes. Yeah. Like, that was I, her, like. I'll tell you what. I'm glad I don't know the birds from McDonald's today. I might be concerned for myself. <laughs> what's the what's the purple guy's name even? I can't remember. Grimace. Grimace. Oh. And there's well, Mary McCheese. Well, Mary McCheese. Yeah, the cheese hamburger. I don't remember the bird's name. What is her name? Was it just Birdie? It might have just it been Birdie. It might have been just Birdie. <laughs> I think it was. But yeah, um, you know, fun little fact you might have noticed in the uh, pilot episode when Goslin's in the orphanage. The orphanage director's name is Ms. Cavanaugh. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. No little, little uh, reference there. So, uh, Cute. Yes, the she, name is Birdie. You guys right. Wow. There it is. Okay. Okay, then. But yes, uh, she, like I said, she is Miss because she was a great actress. Like I said, she just stopped. And uh, yeah. Uh, so Drake Mallard has a uh, annoying neighbor named Herb Muddlefoot Sr., who was also voiced by Jim Cummings, kind of doing a bit of a Wayne Knight impression. He was he was very much in like the um, kind of Ned Flanders, but not as religious yeah. kind of role. Right. Just the annoying neighbor who's right. like is really nice, but just super annoying. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, he, Chris knows But he had his whole family show. But of note was his youngest son, Herbert Honker Muddlefoot Jr., voiced by Katie Lee. So this is Goslin's best friend, the nerd with the glasses. Yeah, he's like the egghead. He actually is one of the few people who knows of Darkwing's true identity. Wow. Later, he gets his own movie with Chicken Little. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're right. It kind of looks like <laughs> You're right. You're not. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, then uh, there was Morgana Micawber, who I mentioned, voiced by Kath Salsi. I don't remember this character. Who's this was Darkwing's girlfriend. Darkwing a girlfriend? She was originally a villain. She, was, she had this uh, whole kind of like... Catwoman uh, thing. Okay. Yeah, she like like the whole... Uh, what's the vibe? Like... Uh, Vampire-y sort of yeah. gothic thing, like magic of the spell. But yeah, not quite yeah, 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 a little bit. So yeah, so so she, you know, she was a villain for some episodes. Then she started slowly reforming, and then her and Darkwing start dating, and it's great. Oh, very nice. Uh, then you have the kind of this show just had an incredible stable of villains. Yeah, in yeah, a very really classic do. comic book sort of way. Yep. You had some one-offs, but then you had this like core group, right? So the biggest guys were the Fearsome Five. Chief of them was Nega Duck, also voiced by Jim Cummings. This is he is described as Darkwing Duck's complete opposite. So he actually comes from an alternate dimension called the Negaverse. And instead of like the purples of Darkwing, he's like all black and yellow. And whereas Darkwing is like a caring, compassionate kind of guy, he's completely ruthless, which is like what makes him so dangerous, because he'll do anything, kill anybody to get his way, and this yeah. is what makes him such a like, they'd be equals to each other, except that kind of gives him a weird leg up on Darkwing because he's willing to go too far. So, like, it's kind of like a cool, like, shadow match mm-hmm. thing. Next is Dr. Reginald Bushroot, a.k.a. Bushroot, voiced by Tino Insana. 
Bushroot was trying to invent a way for plant uh, DNA or something to get spliced into people. Wherever How could that go wrong? <laughs> so that they could um, create their own food through photosynthesis. He just wanted to solve world hunger. Yeah. And, you know, tragically turned into a plant. And uh, <laughs> as one does. As one does. <laughs> it's very um, Mr. Freeze in a little bit of a yeah. way, you know, yeah. with, with a little bit of poison ivy, ivy thrown in. Yeah. He had Spike. Little carnivorous pet plant and assistant. I liked Bushroot. <laughs> Tad Stone uh, described Bushroot as not really being a villain. He just wanted to be loved. He just uh, missed a lot, a lot of I remember even as a kid, like watching the episode, be like, Bushroot doesn't seem that bad to me. No, and he really wasn't. He he he. Um, Tad Stone said that he thinks, given his just the natural course of things, he would have just turned out to be a good guy in the end. Yeah. Yeah. He just, you know, he, he tr- was always trying to make, like, companions, remember? Yeah. I mean, he did eventually join a group called the Fearsome Five, I guess. I think it was just more of a, I, I, Darkwing Duck keeps foiling my plans. Was, they they re- have good perks. I remember in that Negaverse episode, though, like, the, like the, those other guys in the Fearsome Five are, like, the good guys who help yes, Darkwing yeah, Duck. Yes, I was, was going to bring that up. Yeah, that, that's a great episode. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're all the good guys, and it's like, because everything's opposite there. Yeah, good episode. Then you have Bud Flood, a.k.a. The Liquidator. It's just like that Jack Spider-Man Ang- villain, the Hydrolator. Yeah. Yes, but his backstory is great. He was, a, he was a bottled water salesman who, to eliminate the competition, was poisoning their water. Whoa. Darkwing confronts him, and he trips and falls into the vat of it's poisoned water. Joker. It's yeah. the Joker, yeah. And he turns into this water dog, but he, he loses his memory, and he remembers Darkwing pushing him. Oh. And so he's out for Man, this is like really dark stuff It's sometimes. great, though. It's so it, good. It really is. Then you have Elmo Sputterspark, a.k.a. Megavolt, voiced by Dan Costellanita, Megavolt a.k.a. Rolls. Homer nice. Simpson. Homer. Tad Stone's favorite villain. Oh, he's great. So there's a phenomenal episode. I actually just watched it not too long ago with my kids. Megavolt and Darkwing share an origin story. They were classmates in high school. Do you remember this one? Mm-mm. No. Oh, this is great. Uh, they both like the same girl or something like that. Of course. Um, and he, you know, gets pushed around one too many times. Has you know a bad day. Uh, realizes through some accident he could control electricity. So he tries to take over the school dance, and Darkwing like has to help his friends. But like Drake Mallard's a nerd. Nobody likes him. But he finds this hat and mask, becomes Darkwing Duck. It was like, oh, who's this guy? And he stops him. Mm. And that's the birth of both those characters. It's so super cool that like they like did that backstory yeah. in the episode. The last of the Fearsome Five is Quacker Jack, voiced by Michael Bell, who had his little toy assistant banana brain. He never got the full backstory treatment like everyone else did. Yeah. All we know really is that he was a toy maker who kind of got pushed out of business because kids were playing too many video games. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Quacker Jack and Megavolt were the ones you saw like the most often. Those those two were always up and stuff. They um they teamed up a lot, yeah, even outside of like official fearsome five business. Right. But Tad Stones was always he was always a little disappointed that he wasn't as evil as he wanted him to be. Well, sure. I mean he became a little too jokey. If you read the comics which I'll, I'll go into more detail later. Uh, ne- uh, Negaduck actually destroys Mr. Banana Brain because he says Quacker Jack is too nice. And this actually does like snap him and oh. becomes like super evil. Wow. <laughs> yeah. All right, then. The comics are dark. Nice. <laughs> you think the show's dark? When we talk about the comic. Uh, a few other villains. So Foul, which again came from that Double O Duck episode. Right, of yeah. The Fiendish Organization for World Larceny. They were controlled by the High Command, which were a bunch of like variously voiced shadowy figures yeah. who ran everything. So you always just like saw them in silhouette. But their kind of chief villain was Steelbeak, voiced by Rob Paulson. We had hey, the kind of the, 1920s uh, gangster like, ah, 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 ah Darkwing Duck, I see you. you know, like, yeah. That's why. That's, that's like Yakko. Yeah, yeah, Yakko and exactly. uh, one of the pinky, pinky or brain. And, pinky, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, from the pilot episode is Taurus Bulba, voiced by Tim Curry. Our close person. Yes. How incredible him was that? Great. So. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Yeah, what, about what, what the idea that he's like a close personal <laughs> friend. <laughs> well, we thought we... Like he would be here with us. <laughs> yeah, he's right up in there. <laughs> if he didn't have that stroke and was in a wheelchair, he'd be yeah, right now talking sad to too. us. Why'd you have to ruin a good moment, eh? <laughs> He makes jokes about it. Well, does, you're not yeah. him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> talk about some video games, nerd. All right, let's talk about the other media where Darkwing Duck has shown up. Starting with video games. Hey. Cap- Capcom made a pretty good Darkwing Duck game for the NES and later yeah. ported to the Game Boy. It was basically Mega Man. Right, which, uh, hey, it's fine. Yeah, Ca- Capcom made a lot of these uh, great games. There's a great Chip, uh, two great Chippendale games, mm-hmm. two great 
uh, DuckTales games. I wish we almost got a second Darkwing mm. Duck game. It would have been great. But all these games can be played on the Disney Afternoon Collection on modern consoles yeah. right now. Not so. on Switch, sadly, but yeah. on most modern consoles. Yeah, that is weird that never came to Switch. Yeah. That's where I want it. But, it, but it's great because, yeah, you like pick your levels and it's like, a, you know, each one has the one of the bosses at mm. the end. You, I think you, you get powers yes. for each one you beat. Silpik is actually like the final. Oh, is he? Thing, okay. Yeah, from what I remember. The one different mechanic was there's a lot of like hanging mechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. grapple. But yeah, the different yeah. Uh, Gas, gas canisters and yeah. all that stuff. It was great good. game. Mm-hmm. Had the music. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Good color palette for the NES. That's great. A lot of dark colors. So That's great. There was a TurboGrafx-16 game. Mm-hmm. This game sucks. Yeah, it's made <laughs> by Radiant Software and Interactive Designs. It wasn't good. Which is, again, it's like TurboGrafx-16. So much, str- but much uh, stronger hardware than the NES. But yeah, no. e- e- even by NES standards, it looked kind of bad. I mean, it can't be worse than the Tiger LCD game. Hey, that Tiger LCD <laughs> game was probably really good. Oh. What else were you going to do in the school bus, we Chris? We had that. <laughs> of course we did. I loved Dark Moon Duck. Of course I had it. Yeah. Uh, they did a really bad 2010 mobile game. As, as, really? as they do. That was kind of to tie-in with the comic book that came out in 2010 mm. that we'll talk about. But uh, yeah, it came out uh, and it was not good. Uh, in Disney Infinity, he was supposed to be one of the figures. Oh, man. He was going to be in two, got scrapped. And then when three was coming out, they did like a fan poll and he lost to Olaf. Fans blew it. But then they did another fan poll, and he was, like, winning that one, but then the game got canceled Dang. and shut down. So we got, like, he was a town person little guy. Right. And you could get the gas gun and the rat catcher, his motorcycle, as, like, the, the tokens. Mm. So I had those. It was great. <laughs> but, yeah. He shows up in Disney Emoji Blitz, and he is one of the collectible heroes in Disney Heroes Battle Mode, a.k.a. Chris's favorite game of all time. It, I hate mobile games. I never play any except for this. You were, seriously you played, played this game for three years. years. It's like you're addicted to it. <laughs> like every, I'll do ten minutes a day on this game, on and team? I love it. Who's your Who's on your team right now? Well, this is why who I love it because the characters in it are just like they're crazy and out of left field. Right now, it's Carl from Up, uh, the Rocketeer, <laughs> Tron. Uh, Mulan and uh, Slinky Dog. Hey, you're selling me on this. I know. Right? It sounds amazing. So it, you realize it's awesome. one of those boring it's, gotcha it's the things. Idea of Tron and the Rocketeer being together. Just, they just added Quacker Jack in it. Like uh, this past Don't make me want to play this game. I tried it Me- once. And I was like, Mega, oh. Megavolt's in it. Darkwing Duck's in it. It's pretty good. AJ, pretty good. Uh, I'm going to install it. Do it. <laughs> Comic books. Boom Studios released on March 13th of 2010. A Darkwing Duck comic book set one year after the show. They were doing a bunch of uh, cool Disney Afternoon comics. At yeah, the Boom time. had like a license with Disney, so they were doing that and DuckTales and stuff. I think they did a Chip and Dale also. Yeah, so I had volume one of this, so I did read the first volume. Uh, basically, what happens is uh, when we pick up, Darkwing and Launchpad are no longer friends. We don't know why at first. Mm. Uh, we come to find out that he, Launchpad that is, was taking Darkwing's suit to be dry cleaned and just like left it out and Negaduck saw it and figured out that Drake Mallard is Darkwing Duck and attacked the house and uh, you know put Goslin in danger and so they had this big falling out. Mm. So you know that was the thing. Meanwhile, I, I don't think I'm misremembering. I believe it's Taurus Bulba's back. He is after the Gizmo Duck suit. Oh. So what he is doing is kidnapping people. And he knows Gizmo Duck is activated by a passphrase, so he's making them read every word in the dictionary. So he would like capture people, strap them in a chair, and make them read the dictionary. Ah. So, um, um, what's his name? The, the, the kid, the friend. Um, oh, the, oh Chicken Honker. Little. Honker, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he is one of the people captured in, in, in this, this whole thing. I don't think Blathering Blatherscape's in the dictionary. Yeah, see, that's the, that's the flaw in the plan. But eventually what happens is Goslin, um, I forget exactly how, she ends up with a Gizmo Duck suit. Hmm. And becomes Gosmo Duck. Wasn't this an episode? This sounds so familiar. No, it was in the comic. Uh, she changes the phrase. It's no longer blathering blatherskite. It is. Who wants to guess? I don't know. What, what was Gosmo's catchphrase? Gosmo's had a catchphrase. Help me. She said it three times. We're not the mega fans you are. Keen gear. I know. Nope. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what. I could have been here all night. Wouldn't have gotten that one. <laughs> and you were going to be what on What did she say? Fun. Keen gear. Keen Gear. What's keen? Like cool. Like key, K-E-E-N. Keen. I've never heard I'll this. Tell you I'll what. take your word for it. I, I, I want to call it much of a catchphrase. I thought if you he says remember. it all the time. I thought I knew Duck would look pretty well. I have no idea what you're talking about. Is this, <laughs> is this like a Bernstein, Bernstein, Bernstein? No. Yeah, no. Is this a Mandela I, effect? Let's, we'll go watch it again. She uh, said that phrase all the time. I would just watch it. I don't remember her saying it. never said it once. We want different things. <laughs> it's in there. I don't What's this show about? Did they really make that Rocky and Blingle thing? Is that what you saw? <laughs> Okay, keen, keen, what? Keen gear. Why? Keen? I don't know. That's what she always says. Keen gear. 
you know right. why? I think now you say it like that, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, but I it always say just it right. sounded like nonsense to me. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what she's saying. What the heck? King Gear. <laughs> Excuse me. What the heck does King uh, Gear mean? Where's my mark button there? there you like, got mark, yeah. your you can you can you can use her saying King Gear to beep it out. <laughs> may as well be a beeping noise. All right, King Gear. Let's move on. Santa Mozzarella. <laughs> All right, oh, got this. This going so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the comic ran until October of 2011 when Boom Studios prematurely lost their Disney Comics license. Oh, no. Womp, womp. Well, I wonder why. I don't know. But, uh, you know, uh, 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 opposite of the show, they did cross over a lot with the DuckTales comics. Yeah, it was all, it was like a connected. Like Magic and Spell showed up yeah. in Darkwing Duck, and they showed mm-hmm. up And that's something Tales. that they would bring back in the DuckTales reboot anyways, this right. idea of like a Disney Afternoon connected universe, which I love. Mm-hmm. There's another run of comics that I don't remember this at all, but mm-hmm. Joe Books did a run with writers Aaron Sparrow and artist James Silvani, who had worked on the previous comic book, and they did this um, this run that they debuted in uh, April 27th of 2016. Only went eight issues due to poor sales. That probably doesn't help that we never heard about it. So. There was also this weird dispute over like who created these comics. Was it Sparrow? Was it someone else? Tad Stone says it was Sparrow. Um, Boom said it was someone else. Like it was very like. Strange. How do they like, not know? I don't know. Like 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 who, who was like the actual idea this? person? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, IDW. I saw like a report that they were republishing the Boom Run and were also doing stuff, but like I don't think anything ever came yeah, of it. Too bad. Uh, but yeah, so I, th- I think you could still get these like on Comicsology. Man, I should have looked. I mean, I, I think IDW did republish the Boom comics, so they must be out there. We need like a Marvel Dreamfinder kind of thing. Get these comics back. Yeah. yeah. So, in the theme parks, most famously, Darkwing Duck appeared in 1991 at Mickey's Magical TV World. Oh, this at, is the uh, best. At Mickey's Starland. This is the this is so better good. better known by fans as just the Disney Afternoon show. Right. Man, we watched, we've watched a lot of videos on YouTube to get ready for shows. Nothing was more fun than when we watched yeah. this. Oh, so good. This thing, we this saw was, this so much as This kids. was the best stage show they ever did. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I love this down. stuff. So, Darkwing's appearance in the show is uh, he uses some dynamite and... Uh, blows open was it the money bin and scrooge was locked inside it i think so and there may have been some crossover with the goof troop and then eventually um he's gonna be uh darkwing duck's gonna be replaced by bonkers in the show as the person who gets whoever is locked out of the vault out of the vault right speaking of bonkers speaking of bonkers he did appear in an episode of bonkers so bonkers uh had a a dream sequence where he won the award for best cartoon crime fighter and it was given to him by darkwing duck who is of course jealous that he didn't know oh, yeah. himself. You want to talk about cartoon characters inspired by Roger Rabbit, like Bonkers yeah, there is there Roger is. Rabbit. Not a Roger Rabbit spinoff, though, like everyone thinks. Not a spinoff, but it is very clearly, <laughs> like, it wishes. Well, everyone thought it was, like, supposed to be a Roger Rabbit show, and they changed it to Bonkers. That's not the case. So that brings us to the 2017 reboot of DuckTales. Oh, such a good show. Holy mm-hmm. crap. So Darkwing Duck exists in this, Duck, in this DuckTales universe as an old TV show that Launchpad liked as a kid. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil everything because I don't know it all either. But I did see this episode because I like went out of order and it's like I need to watch oh, that's it. That's great. Uh, so in the show, Darkwing Duck is played by an actor named Jim Starling, which is a <laughs> spoof on Jim Cummings. Yeah. Um, Launchpad kind of dis- rediscovers his love for the show and convinces Scrooge to fund a reboot of the Darkwing Duck movies played by a new actor, Drake Mallard. <laughs> Uh, he is voiced by Chris, I uh, always Greek name, Diamond Topolis or whatever. The guy who the does, guy Mickey does Mickey, in the, Mickey in the Mickey shorts. Yeah. He plays Drake Mallard. And the, the boom mic guy in the office. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so throughout production, Starling becomes very jealous that he's no longer this character. He kind of goes insane on set, uh, starts a fire, tries to kill Drake Mallard. <laughs> it all goes awry. Uh, Launchpad steps in to help Drake Mallard fight off Starling, thus becoming Darkwing's sidekick and living out his childhood dream. In the end, they think um, Starling's dead, but he actually like fell like through a hole in the floor into a sewer, into like some acid or something. His costume turns all black and yellow. Ooh. He starts maniacally laughing, and he becomes Nega Duck. Wow, <laughs> pretty sweet, really. Pretty stuff. Sweet. And he, again, he's still voiced by Jim Cummings, so like that's like super cool. Uh, he does come back. There's two more episodes that that he's in. There's an episode that actually brings back Goslin and Taurus Bulba called "Let's Get Dangerous." Mm-hmm. Two parter. I haven't seen it. Shh. Do you love it, Mike Source? Was it, it good? Great? I might be season three. I haven't actually seen season three yet, the okay. last season. And uh, again, no spoilers, but I do know that Darkwing appears in the series finale. Yeah, I, see, I still need to watch season three. And it's on Disney Plus now. I was waiting for that, so I had to get to it. Okay. But oh, that, that, 
Yeah, that show is fantastic because like it makes like the, it, it, uh, it, cre- it creates like the Disney afternoon universe. Right. Yeah. Like you have you oh, have I just go- coined that. I like that. There's uh there's a uh, tailspin stuff in there, there's gummy bear stuff, Chip and Dale, Dale show up and Dale show up. And we have that Chip and Dale movie coming out, the Rusty Rangers movie, which is like actually happening after all these. Oh yeah, by the Lonely Island guys, live action. Right. Uh so that's that's real. So when that if that's a hit or oh, whatever, man. who knows? They could all keep coming. Sky's out. the limit. Mm-hmm. But there is a, apparently a Darkwing Duck reboot in the works, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, according to a November 2020 report by, by Variety magazine, uh, they are doing a reboot for Disney+, Plus, executive produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, what? along with James Weaver and Alex Mack. Are you serious? Point Grey Pictures. Yeah. That's the story. I've heard nothing about it since. I remember reading this at the time. Now, who knows if, like, COVID has delayed things well, or what's going on Maybe, with it. but also, I imagine the focus is on the Chip and Dale thing. I mean, it makes sense. You've done a DuckTales thing, you're doing a Chip and Dale thing. Like, yeah. a, a bigger yeah. thing Get with Darkwing Duck going. is going to happen. People yeah. like Darkwing Duck. Mm-hmm. So if that happens, phenomenal. Bring it on, I say. Absolutely. Do you remember, I think this was in, like, the mid-20-teens, Funny or Die did a thing with Jim Cummings where he was kickstarting his own Darkwing Duck movie? Not really. <laughs> Do you no. remember this? No. You can go find it on YouTube. It's it's very funny. It's just like Jim Cummings is going to just make this movie himself, like literally by himself. <laughs> so there's like these like bad like two frame animations, MS Paint drawings of Darkwing Duck. You gotta remember this. Now. But then like he's like, oh, we got the whole cast of characters. None of the actors came back because they didn't want to. But I'm a phenomenal voice actor. I just did it myself. <laughs> he's like, Launchpad. We must stop Negaduck. Oh, bother, DW. <laughs> <laughs> then Gosling goes to say, so he's just doing the Tasmanian devil thing. Watch your language, young lady. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, it's phenomenal. It, it's really goofy. Like, he plays, like, the Jim Cummings character, like, like going on about how great he is. Right, right. <laughs> so, yes, that, that's the thing you should go seek out. Uh, but yeah, guys, what, what so... Apparently, I've proven I'm the bigger Darkwing Duck. Apparently, oh, yeah. but well, what else? What, what else? Are there any other episodes that stick out to you that you remember that that, 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 that you have a fondness uh, for? I still have a vivid memory of Goslin in the in the uh, Gizmo suit, not Gizmo in the Duck. Maybe she got Gizmo the Duck. suit on in a second in that episode that Gizmo Duck shows up. May, yeah, you might be right. I can't it, remember it, that. But and I, and like somebody being forced to read the dictionary too. That that must be. You must have read that comic related. when I had it. Maybe or I did. Yeah, I don't know, but. It's funny because you always like the show way, way more. My biggest fondest memory is honestly the uh, the Disney Afternoon show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved it so much. And Darkwing was, you know, they he was a walk around character at the parks. And when they do those like old oh, friends yes. events, like he often comes out and is very. They'll popular. do those nineties nights. If yeah. you remember the episode where like Darkwing or some there's. They were telling a Darkwing origin story, and it must have been like a unreliable narrator thing because it was just a spoof on Superman. Where he was like, oh, like an alien. Yeah, yeah saw, and I like Negaduck was in a little capsule with it. Remember a time as a kid that really confused me. Yeah, because yeah, I yeah. did not know about the Superman yeah, origin I, I story. Go back and watch. And it, I was just like, what is this? <laughs> what? He's from outer space. Yeah, I don't understand. I do it. remember that. That one went over my head. Wasn't there another one too that was kind of meta with like the artist like actually drawing? That might have even been the same episode. I don't know. That might have been the same thing. Eh, what was that? Say that again. There was like a, like the artists like were actually working on Darkwing Duck or something. I, I don't know. Maybe, what I maybe that. Oh, you, if, okay. I don't know this. I forget, but I'm going to guess that they were pitching a Darkwing Duck movie and he's embellishing his origin story to the executives. If I had to guess what this episode's about, okay. that's probably it. Maybe. We will confirm this later. And if I'm right, I'm going to That sounds almost smug. right. Something like that. I don't know. There's an episode I remember very well. I, I feel like, like, you know, like sometimes like you see the same episode of a show by happenstance on TV. Yeah, because you know, you're watching. Right. There was an episode I remember very well where there was like this former fashion model who, in an attempt to keep herself young and beautiful forever, tried to freeze her skin, but instead froze her blood. Oh. So she was so always... she's dead. No, but she was just <laughs> always really, really cold. <laughs> so she lived in, like, like underground in, like, a okay. volcano or something, and, like, literally just, like, sat in, like, little, like, like volcano, like, pools. like magma pools. Sure. Jeez. Um... But her whole thing was she was she was stealing all this gold. And Darkwing didn't know why, so he was trying to stop her. Her evil scheme was that she melted down all the gold so she could spray it all over St. Canard, and it would reflect the sun and create immense heat probably, so that she could be comfortable and warm. There's probably cheaper reflectors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was like gold. valuable or something. Well, yeah. It certainly is malleable. And uh, But she actually did succeed. I forget how they cleaned yeah. it up. But even like with all this going on, she was still like wearing like like a fur coat and like everyone's like taking off all their clothes and dripping sweat and everything. I just remember that episode. Yeah, I, don't re- I do not remember. Reason. I do not remember that yeah. episode. 
Gosh, I remember that one I talked about with the popcorn. I don't know why I always... That's the first one that goes to my that mind. That really makes me wonder if that now came from that original Rocky right. and Bullwinkle I remember it was, like the, it was like the cut the commercial, right? Like, I don't know if it would really work that they'd be drowned by popcorn, but like, <laughs> watch Matt and Gosling where they get a popcorn machine just filling up, the villain's laughing. And they just eat, eat their <laughs> way out. <laughs> we have to eat our way out. And he just starts going at it. There's also an episode where Herb Muddlefoot uh, was trying to get... Drake to uh, join his pyramid scheme and sell quackerware, which was Tupperware. That sounds. I and I just remember that. he had the line, "You're a millionaire with quackerware." I do remember that? Oh my gosh, I remember that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, just well, I mean, just what I loved about this show that was different from 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 a lot of the stuff at the time, at, like 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 Chip and Dale having an episode that would spoof different things. Mm-hmm. This was like a show that, as a concept, spoofed a specific genre and stuff. Yeah, there was some consistency about the it. whole thing. Right, it had the it had the fun like um the whole like the rogues gallery when exactly I love that kind. It of very thing. much was that kind of Batman feel to it. When you hear that they drew inspiration from Tim Burton's Batman, it's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah it just, yeah, just makes sense. And and again, the design of Saint Canard with the purples and the blues and how it's like, you know, always like kind of bathe the night. It, it was so distinct and so unique for its time. It just looks so good. What was that one PC game that was uh it, it was like Cyber Duck or it was like Oh, the, Maui Mallard and Cyber Shark. Maui Mallard and Cold uh, Shadow. Cold Shadow yeah. Was that a Disney thing? Yes. Yeah, that was that was the, kind was of also Donald Duck. It was Donald. That was a Donald Duck okay. thing, sort of. Because yeah. I always think of that. Whenever I think of du- it was Dark like Donald Duck, Duck playing up. Maui Mauer playing Cold Shadow. Yeah, I was, it was always confusing. a little confused by that. Good game though. Yeah, great, great animation. Great Part game. of the the Duck universe. I always Part of the think extended, of those characters. The, the uh, auxiliary Duck universe. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, but right. yeah, man, you know, people still love Darkwing Duck. That's one that comes up. Even Jim Cummings, with all the famous things he's done, like Winnie the Pooh, yeah. it still feels like Darkwing Duck is a signature role in a lot of. Ways. Yeah, that one always does seem to kind of come back. I mean, this was. You know, we talked about him being in a lot of stuff, but I think uh, if I'm just thinking off the top of my head, this was probably his first starring vehicle. Maybe. Right? Like it where he played right. the Would title character. Would he have been Pooh at this point? When, I don't forget when Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh started. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, I, mean think, I think he was doing Pooh's voice, but yeah, Pooh, I don't think it had anything major. Right. Wait, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh was weird because it was great, but it wasn't a Disney afternoon show. Yeah, that was on Disney Channel, right? No, nah, I think it was syndicated. Just syndicated still, straight up? Just not on that block. I, yeah. I don't know how that works. We'll have to look into that someday. Oh, that might be an episode. If that started in the 90s, it might yeah. be an episode. Because yeah. we love that show. That show was yeah, great. We did like it a lot. Yeah. Best episode of that show? Sheriff Piglet. Sheriff Piglet, followed by Land of Milk and Honey. Yep. Yes. And followed by the one where uh, Rabbit adopts a bird. Yes, Kizzy. Yes, Robin. <laughs> oh, what's it? Yeah. Kizzy. Yeah. Oof. Good. Whew. There's some good episodes of that weird show. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right I'll tell you what. I go to sleep. Sorry, what needs an episode? You are driving me crazy. What needs an episode is uh, Pooh's Grand Adventure. My favorite of the directed video Disney movie. It's so dark. It is. It, it, it's it's darker than it seems because it's for Winnie the Pooh. It's, it's the darkest dark. that thing ever went. It's good. Is stuff. that when he like thinks he's like, like trapped lost forever in the yeah. pit and they all think he's dead? It, yeah, yeah, that yeah. one <laughs> with Skull Rock. That movie's got some jams. It's got a rabbit singing about maps. Oh yeah, yeah. It's got cool. Al singing about going adventures. <laughs> Maybe you could come along too. Oh no, that's all right. You go ahead. <laughs> oh. Adventure <laughs> is a wonderful thing. Who's Grand Adventure rules? That is a good movie. Oh my gosh, that's very good. It's great stuff. All right, AJ. All right, that was Darkwing Duck, everybody. Hooray! Yeah, good job. Yeah, you did the thing. Fun. We did it. Man, we're, we're 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 knocking out a lot of the ones that have been high on our list. For we got Rocketeer done. We got Darkwing Duck done. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, you know, guess what music's going to play at the end of this episode? That should tell you how yeah. much I like Darkwing Duck. Yeah, but I'm up next. What do you got Ooh, for us, Mike? It? We were talking about Pooh, and oh, actually oh. thought we'd talk about not, not any of the shows, but the ride, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Ooh, good idea. and how it ties in with the closing of uh, Walt Disney World's version of uh, Mr. Mr. Toad's Toad. Wild Ride. Oh, that's, that's a exciting. good one. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, we could talk about that sweet early internet campaign to yeah, save it. And, yeah, yeah. So oh, cool. that's good. We're going to Fantasyland, which I don't, is, is that a place we've been yet? I don't know. No, not really. Yeah, we haven't really done any, like those, like we talked about them in our Dark Rides episode yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll be fun. I cool. Be I like it. Let's do it. All right. All right, everybody. Well, thank you, as always, for listening to us here in 90s Disney. You can go to 90sDisney.com, where you'll find links to past, present, and future episodes of the show and places to subscribe, such as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts. What are they called? I don't know. Wherever you want to catch your pods, (laughs) that's where we are. Uh, You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for everyone who uh, responded to my wife's request of uh, who is the most evil Disney villain. She thought it was Frollo. I was inclined to agree with her until someone in the replies said, 
Tony Perkis. And I said, yep, that is the correct answer. Chris, that's an episode you might have to lead charge on someday is heavyweight. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Heavyweight is so good. an ahead-of-its-time movie. Uh, I love it. It is. Possible. People don't talk about it. It's enough. funny. I feel like yeah. there's like a, a generation of people a little bit older us who are like, they talk about Goonies and stuff like that. Heck with Goonies. Give yeah, me yeah. heavyweights. heavyweights. And heavyweight. that was like a first, one of Judd Apatow's first like produced right. movies. And you can totally see that mm-hmm. in DNA when you go back to the movies. we just went so anyway. Good. Uh, but yeah, so look forward to Winnie the Pooh next month. If you guys like Darkwing Duck, tell us about it. We want to hear what your favorite episodes are, anything that you think we left out. And until next time, we will yeah, see you right here. Do a point five on just whatever, I guess, this week. We'll figure something out. I'm trying to work on some things. We'll see we'll if anyone responds to the messages. Thank you for listening, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. We'll see you. Flap. Night. Nice.